This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's the final hour of power here on this Friday night edition of Overtime. Youngest in charge, Movement Linnell Willingham, taking you up to 10 o'clock before we dish the rock to the JR Sport Brief Show. We've been talking all things Washington Commanders to start off the show. We'll switch gears here a little bit for the back half of the show. The D.C. family, your Washington Wizards, they're already in playoff basketball mode at this point. Uh, tomorrow, they'll play the second of two straight against the Toronto Raptors. They were victorious last night at home, 119-108. Kyle Kuzma, nuclear uh, in the Wizards' big-time win. Uber-efficient night for Kyle Kuzma, 10 of 24 from the field, including four of nine uh, from beyond the arc. 30 points. He added in five assists and five rebounds as well. And the Wizards, man, picked up an absolutely huge win uh, last night over Toronto. And I mentioned uh, the fact that this team is already in playoff mode. Right now, the Washington Wizards in prime position. With the win last night over Toronto, uh, it moves Washington uh, into a tie with the Raptors for the nine seed in the Eastern Conference playoff picture. Washington now just four games back of the Brooklyn Nets who are in the sixth seed in the Eastern Conference playoff picture. Now, uh, if Washington uh, wants to avoid being in the play-in tournament, uh, they'll have to finish uh, with the sixth seed or higher, and they've got uh, a pretty good amount of games left to go here in the season. They're currently, though, four games back uh, of the Brooklyn Nets, and if they're going to catch Brooklyn this month of March, Super critical for Washington. Uh, 17 home, seventeen games in the month of March. 11 of those games uh, will be played from Cap 1 Arena. So Washington definitely has proven to be better at home this year than on the road. So the fact that they'll be able to play uh, 11 of their 17 games this month at home definitely should provide uh, a huge benefit for Washington. Uh, last night, we also saw the return of Chris Stapps Porzingis to the lineup and as much criticism as Porzingis was getting coming into the season about his inability to stay healthy, there's an argument to be made. Chris Stapps, by far, has been the best player on the Washington Wizards this season. The fact that he's been able to have the impact he's been able to have on both sides of the floor uh, is absolutely huge, man. Uh, he's been, since December 27th, the numbers on Chris Stapps, out of this world, man. 24.1 points per game shooting 52.2% from the field, 45% uh, from three, and 91% from the free throw line, adding eight rebounds and nearly two blocks 
elite rim protection to go with elite offense. Not even trying to be biased here. Chris Stapps has been one of the best 25 players in all of basketball this year. I don't think that's a long shot going out and saying that, man. He has really turned it on. And we all knew that Chris Stapps could ball, right? We all understood that Chris Stapps was a hell of a player. It was about whether or not he was going to be able to stay healthy uh, as, as to what the concern was here for Washington. Now that you look at it and you've seen him be able to stay healthy, they absolutely fleeced the Dallas Mavericks uh, in, in exchange to, to get this guy. Spencer Dinwiddie <laughs> is all you needed to give up in order to get this guy? I mean, we all know how Spencer Dinwiddie's time here in Washington went, his brief stint here with the D.C. family. Wasn't good. Wasn't good. So the fact that they were able to flip him and get back Chris Stapps, Porzingis, and then Chris Stapps giving you complete return on your investment and, and then some. Because uh, the way he's been playing, man, uh, since December 27th really has been huge. And Washington really has turned a corner uh, since they inserted Daniel Gafford into the starting lineup back on December 20th. And Daniel Gafford is another guy who really uh, is starting to come into his own for Washington. Last night, he was spectacular. Uh, 18 points on 8 of 10 shooting. And the defense is really, to me, What's been the most impressive thing about Daniel Gafford here in D.C.? It, it always it doesn't always show up in the stat sheet with blocked shots, but he's altering shots, and he's really making guys second-guess, you know, attacking the rim. And when you have a front court of Chris Stapps, Porzingis, and Daniel Gafford, two guys that stand at 6'11-plus, it's very difficult uh, to go out and score uh, on Washington. And as we move into the second half of the season and, I said it earlier, they're in full-blown playoff mode right now. As they continue uh, to make this push toward the postseason, man, I think Daniel Gafford, uh, if he can continue to grow and develop and continue to get better, look out, man. The Washington Wizards, although it was a tough start to the season and they had to go through that ugly 10-game losing streak, the fact that they're around and competitive here in the month of March when you have 11 of your 17 games this month at home, you got to feel confident about the D.C. family. Uh, moving forward, Bradley Beal's another guy who really has been one of the catalysts to this turnaround. Bradley Beal has really, really found his groove, man. The month of February was his best month offensively since the 2020 campaign. He finishes the month of February averaging 27 points, six assists on 53% shooting. That's what's more impressive to me about Bradley Beal and what he's been able to do in the month of February. Not only is he averaging 27 points and six assists, he's doing it while shooting 53% from the field. That is uber impressive, and it goes on to show you just how impressive this year overall has been for Bradley Beal. The addition of Chris Stapps Porzingis, the addition of Kyle Kuzma, it's taken away some of the offensive responsibility from Bradley Beal, and he's been uber efficient as a result of that. Uh, like I mentioned, 27 points per game, six assists in the month of February on 53% shooting. He shot 39% from beyond the arc. And guess what? The Wizards have won 11 of the last 15 games that Bradley Beals participated in. And last night, just another example, even though he didn't have a huge scoring output, had some key assists. And Bradley Beal locking it in on the defensive end of the floor really, to me, is what's been the difference maker and why Washington has been able to have success. DeLon Wright is another guy, to me, that has been huge 
for Washington. Last night, he starts in place of uh, of Monty Morris, who just received an epidural in his lower back and is listed as week-to-week right now. We don't know how long the Wizards will be without Monte, but I love me some Monte Morris. He's the best three-point shooter right now on this football, um, excuse me, on this basketball team statistically. But man, based on how they looked last night, based on how they've looked in previous contests, when Monty Morris gets healthy, when Monty Morris gets back into the lineup, I got to sit him on the bench, man. DeLone Wright has really, to me, been one of the biggest difference makers all season long for Washington. He has been the catalyst. For their strong play defensively. And I've known DeLone Wright as a player for years, right? He's been in Atlanta. He gave us issues. He's been in Toronto. He's given us issues. If you would have told me this offseason, when the team agreed to terms with DeLone Wright, that he was going to have this significant of an impact, I would have told you you were crazy. And it doesn't always show up in the box score. His energy defensively, his motor defensively is contagious. It's contagious. It's got everybody on the Wizards defending better when DeLone Wright's in the lineup. And that's huge, man. It's huge. Last night I mentioned he got the start in place of the injured Monty Morris. No difference for DeLone Wright. The most selfless guy on the team to me. Three of seven from the field. Seven points. But this is where he makes a difference. 11 assists. Six rebounds. Zero turnovers. And three steals. He's doing all the intangible things that help you win basketball games. DeLone Wright has provided this team with a spark that I don't think anyone could have imagined. And he's really been impressive at what we've seen from him. And Daniel Gafford talked about him post-game, talking about how selfless he was and the fact that he doesn't look for shots. He's all about doing the little things that, that contribute to winning. And I think when you look at when you look at DeLone Wright and his overall impact that he's had on this basketball team, I think it's huge. And last night was even more impressive because while I mentioned that I think Monty Moore should stay on the bench once he gets healthy, there's no denying the impact that Monty's had on this team, right? It's impressive. It's impressive to see this group be as efficient as they were offensively without Monty Moore, right? So the, the, the fact is, the fact is, when he gets healthy, I think it improves the Wizards' bench mob because I think if you're trying to set a tone defensively and you're playing with Daniel Gafford and playing with Chris Porzingis in the middle, to me, KP and Daniel Gafford are racking up all the blocks they are, are racking up because Monty Morris is getting beat too easily off the dribble. The Wizards are just a better basketball team to me with DeLone Wright as the head of the snake because they're giving up way less dribble penetration you're getting into your rotations a lot less. And it makes life easier for Chris Dabbs, Porzingis, and Daniel Gafford. You know how many times they've had to bail out the Wizards guards this year? It's been pathetic at times. And I know Monty Morris has been dealing with injury. And I understand the fact that he's not the biggest guy from the get-go. But they've just got to be better with their on-ball defense. And I think DeLone Wright definitely helps them out in that category. And he's shooting the three-ball pretty well. So I'm loving everything I'm getting from, from, from DeLone Wright. And I think... As the second half of the season continues uh, to play out, we'll see his impact uh, continue to be highlighted here. Uh, I mentioned Daniel Gafford and his strong play last night, 18 points on 8 of 10 shooting. It was a part of a really stellar offensive night for Washington, 
as a whole. Uh, Wes Unsell Jr. talked about this in the postgame, but as I'm looking at the box score, this was huge to me. The Wizards last night, 30 assists on 43 made field goals. That is the definition of playing selfless basketball and the ball's popping around, guys playing unselfishly and just constantly hunting out good shots. That's the reason uh, why they were able to win that basketball game last night. They were constantly hunting out good shots. They were efficient with the basketball. They weren't turning it over. Uh, And it's huge to me, man, that Washington is able to play this style of basketball offensively if they're going to have success in the second half of this season. I'm ready for this group to put it together on a night-in and night-out basis. Uh, Kyle Kuzma postgame talked about the consistency that this group needs to have, right? That's been the issue. They don't have consistency. That's really been their Achilles heel. If they can be more consistent, then you'll see them continue to climb the standings in this back half of the season. But tomorrow night, when they take on the Raptors for the second time in three nights, uh, it'll be huge to see, man, do they come out with the same attitude, effort, and intensity on the defensive end of the floor. If they're able to, then man, I mean, the sky's the limit for this group. Uh, talking about the Washington Wizards, four games out of the sixth seed in the Eastern Conference, and after the win last night over Toronto, they are tied currently for the ninth seed in the Eastern Conference playoff picture. If the season ended today, they'd be in the play-in tournament. Uh, obviously, they've got bigger aspirations than that. Uh, two more meetings with the Toronto Raptors left in the season, uh, the first of which, the second of which, excuse me, uh, is tomorrow night at home. It's a 5 o'clock tip-off from Capital One Arena. Pre-game coverage gets going over on our sister station, the Team 980, uh, at 445. Dave Johnson and Glenn Consor are on the call for you uh, for the radio party. Uh, speaking of tomorrow's Wizards games and, and the calls, Chris Miller, the play-by-play voice uh, for your Washington Wizards for NBC Sports Washington, he's set to join the program next. We'll ask him everything uh, about the D.C. family, including his confidence level in this group to continue to play this brand of basketball as we head into the postseason. All that and more next here on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. About a half hour left to go in the program here on this 
Friday night edition of Overtime. Youngest in charge, Willingham, taking you up to 10 o'clock before we dish the rock to the JR Sport Brief Show. Uh, we're efforting right now to get Chris Ma- Chris Miller excuse me, on the phone, the play-by-play voice of your Washington Wizards for NBC Sports Washington. Uh, he was great on the call uh, last night. Him and Drew Gooden uh, do a damn job, damn good job every week. For every Wizards game day, call in uh, their action for NBC Sports Washington. Wizards, though, as I mentioned, already in playoff mode. Big game tomorrow night against the Toronto Raptors. Uh, to be the second of three meetings against the Raptors. The Wizards, uh, after tomorrow, will travel to Toronto on March the 26th uh, to take on the Raptors out in Toronto. Um, <clears throat> Washington jockeying right now with the Raptors for positioning uh, right now in the Eastern Conference playoff picture. And as we continue to wind down here, as the regular season uh, is starting to come to a close, the Wizards got some pivotal games coming up. Uh, including tomorrow against the Toronto Raptors. Joining us right now is Chris Miller, the play-by-play voice of your Washington Wizards. Chris, what's going on, my man? How you doing? I'm good, man. I'm just working on some notes for tomorrow. Of Taking course. a little time to chop it up with you. How are you holding up? Yeah, I appreciate it, my man. Um, I'll see you out there tomorrow, actually. I'll, I'll be in attendance, so I'll make sure to stop by and holler at you before the game starts. I want to talk about last Please night's... Yeah, definitely. I want to talk about last night's efforts, though, man. Uh, it was huge. You know, the energy uh, from you guys on the call definitely got me more geeked up than I probably normally was. I want to start with Daniel Gafford. I know Chris Stapps, Porzingis, and Kyle Kuzma were, were the leading scorers for the team last night. But Daniel Gafford, the man you gave the nickname the landlord, uh, definitely earning it. Seeing him, you know, get buckets last night was huge. But I want to talk about his impact defensively. Ever since he's been inserted into the starting lineup, it feels like Washington much more formidable uh, in their front court. Well, I think with the big lineup, what it's shown is uh, teams have to account for Washington now. So many times over the years, Lavelle, I would always hear, well, the Wizards have to figure out, you know, team A or B. Well, it just feels good for once to, to hear other teams go, well, damn, we got to account for yeah. <laughs> a seven foot two guy that can stretch you out, shoot threes, and then you've got this really athletic 6'10 guy that you put him into the dunker spot, and he can get that rebound, and it's just a tough matchup. And I think for what's happened for Daniel, at least the last three games that I've noticed, mm-hmm. is he has stayed out of foul trouble, yeah. which gives them um, the ultimate kind of weapon to have out there offensively and defensively. You think about what he did in the fourth quarter at Atlanta. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of people thought, I, I mean, listen, I heard a lot about Brad, I heard a lot about Kuz, but I thought the player of the game in Atlanta was Gafford, especially in that fourth quarter, what he did defensively, hitting big-time free throws. So he is really coming into his own right now. And for him to have 18 points last night, five rebounds, and he had two, two assists, had a block, um, he's giving Wes Unsell Jr. starters minutes and not getting in foul trouble. Again, I can't emphasize that enough, Lanell. If he doesn't get in foul trouble, now you have to account for this big lineup that last night that might have been the best front court performance the Wizards have had all year. When you think of Kuz with thirty, Porzingis with twenty five, and Gafford with eighteen, and I think it makes life a little bit easier on the bigs when Delon Wright is guarding the way he is at, at the top of the key. Him getting the start last night in place of Monty Morris. Now I know Monty has shot the lights out of the ball from three, but I'm of the mindset when Monty comes back, man, I still got to keep Delon in the lineup. The tone that he is setting for this team defensively, Chris. Elaborate a little bit on that, and then talk about just how selfless this young man is. 
Well, you know, I looked at the stat sheet last night, and those 10 assists, he had actually 11. But when I looked down, I was like, he's got 10 assists? It, it kind of just <laughs> it creeps up on and you. no um, either. And no turns and had three steals. So he does what he normally does on the defensive end, is, you know, getting into passing lanes and really just being a, a pest on that end of the floor. But now him facilitating and not turning it over, you know, both of the point guards, you know, Monte Morris has the best assist-to-turnover ratio yeah. in the league. And then when you think of DeLon doing what he did last night, and he doesn't turn the ball over either. So uh, I think the Wizards have really good veteran presence at that lead guard position. And when DeLon steps in and plays 33 minutes like he did last night, uh, that does help the front court out. Like you said, you know, is, you know, he can actually guard his yard. You don't have to worry about being blown by or being a cone out there, as Kyle Kuzma told me once. He said he didn't <laughs> want to be a cone anymore. Um, and DeLon's definitely not a cone. Speaking of Kyle Kuzma, I was listening to your conversation with him on the Off the Bench podcast. You do a stellar job with that, my man. You were talking to him about his business savvy, man, and I was interested in that because (laughs) Kyle Kuzma, we we all know about the the fashion sense that he has, but no shade to anybody else on the team. It seems like he's slowly turning into, like, the face of this team right now from, like, an outside-looking-in standpoint. Talk a little bit more about what he was able to share with you in that conversation. And then when he came out of Utah, did we think that he was going to be this type of cat? You know, it's, I, I, I wanted to ask him this like the last couple of years since he's been here. And I was like, you know what? This is a great time to ask Kyle just about his marketing genius, right? Mm-hmm. Like he, it, it, him showing up to the arena is now an event. Yeah. It's a must-see thing just to see what Kuz is wearing. But there's some genius behind it. You know, if you remember that Missy Elliott kind of jacket that he wore in Brooklyn, the black puffy uh-huh. thing, that's what I call it. The Miss, he laughed when I called it Miss, Missy Elliott jacket. I think it cost him, I think he says three or $4,000. Wow. But, it, but, the, but how he explained it was he's like, well, think about this. That was three or $4,000 of marketing that went global. Like we have to stop thinking about. I know. I know NFL is king in this in this town, and but the NBA is a global brand. Right. So when he posts things on Instagram, it's not just going to Wizards fans or NBA fans in the country. It's going worldwide. So if you think about that, the genius of him going, I'll spend three thousand dollars to get global right. marketing, <laughs> getting people to talk about it. You and I talking about it on your radio show someone in Spain talking about it, someone in, you know, in Paris. So he's really smart that way. And I said, where did that come from? Did you major in marketing in college? And he's like, actually, no. It goes all the way back to high school where he was not being recruited. And he would literally Facebook college coaches and send them his resume. And he would literally take his iPhone and put it on a bench or a chair. And he would go through drills. And he would send the videos and his resume to these college coaches. Now, he would get a, so a few responses when he first did it. And then, but Utah was the one school that really, I think, took him seriously. And Larry Kostoviak, who was the coach who played in the NBA, really took to him. And as Kyle told me, he taught him how to be an NBA player. And when you think of DeLon Wright was on that team, Jakob Pertl was on that team. Kyle was the guy he called, and quote unquote, he said he was the whipping boy. He was always, you know, in the doghouse or, or, or being like schooled on how to be a professional. 
And I think that's where the genesis of Kyle Kuzma actually started. It was in Utah, the creativity, and then obviously, as you know, as he goes to L.A., mm-hmm. everything was, I mean, it blows up, right? And this whole Kuzmania thing. He was telling me, I think he made, I think he made 700 grand on marketing his own Kuzmania shirts in L.A. And he said he almost made more money selling those shirts than his rookie contract, which was $1.5 million at the time. So this guy has a head and an understanding of, He's not just walking into the to the arena with some weird clothing on. Right. He understands <laughs> that you and I will be talking about it. It will be it will go viral on social media, and it really benefits his brand. And Chris, I was blown away, man, listening to y'all conversation, especially him going out and sending his film out to random coaches on Facebook. Like that takes, first of all, a lot of pride and confidence in your game for one, and then the hustle and the wherewithal to say, hey, look, I'm not being recruited heavy right now. Let me take matters into my own hands. It's impressive. And it kind of speaks to the growth we've seen him have uh, since he's gotten here to Washington. The the kid's not complacent, and he just wants to keep getting better. And you think about this, too, and and I asked him this also about how many plays are actually called for you in games. And he admitted, he's like, well, he didn't want to say none, but (laughs) not a lot, especially if Beal is available in Porzingis. There's like this this, – this hierarchy of shots and all this, but he's having a career year in terms of points per game, three point shots, uh, I think rebounding. I think, mm-hmm. So he's, he's doing all of these things, essentially not having any plays called for him. He literally gets it off the rim and just goes and kind of, as he said, he's just kind of his own system. You know, he's kind of <laughs> like reads the game and kind of reacts to it. And uh, I would wonder how much he would score if they were actually calling plays. <laughs> The way he's scoring, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he actually called plays for him. He could be a 25, 26, 27 point per game score. And Chris, look, we'll have the media availability pregame before tomorrow. I'll make sure I ask Wes this. You think it's an incentive for him to go crash the glass if they're not calling plays for him? Because he knows if he wants to get his own <laughs> offense, you got to go get right. it yourself. <laughs> That's right. That's right. He and Again, he, I think he has done you know, a really good job of being a consistent person on the floor, night in and night out. Um, and it's good that, you know, last night was another indication of, like, Brad doesn't have to do it all. Right. You know, Toronto throws the kitchen sink. And Nick Nurse, I don't know, I think he's figured out the magic sauce trying to guard Beal. They throw a lot of stuff at him, a lot of bodies. And in past years, you know, Brad didn't have help like that last night. Like, Brad didn't have to be a 30-point scorer. He scored 15 because of what the front court was able to do and when their individual matchups and the way that they guarded they held Toronto under 111. 111 is kind of like the number this year for Wizards defensively. If they hold teams under 111, they've had a lot of success. So they did that. The key is, now, what do they do tomorrow? If yeah. they can do this again and replicate that, now you've beaten Atlanta on the road and you would have beat Toronto twice. This is kind of like that segment of the season where you can start to separate yourself. Uh, I think they're currently like ninth, tied for ninth with Toronto. And then it's a four-game and five-night set, Linnell. Like, we play Toronto tomorrow, Sunday, the hottest team in the league. Milwaukee comes in, winners of 16 straight. And then we go on the road for Detroit. And then we play again right after that. So, um, as I said, beware of the odds of March. <laughs> Definitely, man. And, I, and we were saying this as after that 10-game losing streak obviously happened, that if you can be around and be competitive in the month of March and be still in the picture – you have a shot here. I believe it's 11 of their 17 games, Chris, 
at Capital One Arena in the month of March. So they definitely uh, got to capitalize on that. I want to ask yeah. you. I wanted to ask you about Denny Avdia because he is somebody that you know I've been paying a lot more attention to uh, since Rui Hachimura was dealt. The scoring numbers have not been there consistently, but I think his presence on the glass uh, has really helped this team. Because look. That's an area to me where I think Washington can stand to get better is finishing out these defensive possessions uh, by Corral and the rebound. I mentioned the incentive for Kuz to hit the glass because he can kind of push the uh, push the ball up the floor himself. Uh, Denny's kind of taking that same mentality, uh, and we're starting to see him, you know, really become more engaged as a playmaker. Yeah, he was the leading rebounder last night with nine, and I think his offense comes and goes, which you know for young players that's how it works. Right. Um, they don't need it I honestly think- with this group. They really don't. What they need is, you know, what he's doing and coming in, having some energy, being able to make some secondary playmaking decisions. But the rebounding has been consistent for Diddy really all year long and has had a lot of these big-time rebounding games. And you need that. And, again, like Kuz, he can take the ball off the rim and kind of push pace where you don't have to run a set. You can get into something quick so the opposing team doesn't have to load up their defense. So, it, I'm happy to see Denny take advantage of the opportunities. What Hachimura was traded, it made sense. Tommy Shepard kept saying it. He's like, this trade wasn't really about acquiring really a comparable asset in the in the trade. It was more to free up Denny to allow him to be the best version of himself where that log jam at that wing, big wing position. This now allows Denny to do what we've seen him do so far, which is get on the backboards and push pace. Joined right now by Chris Miller, the play-by-play voice for your Washington Wizards on NBC Sports Washington. Make sure you give him a follow on Twitter at CMillsPXP. He's also the host of the Off the Bench podcast. Make sure you download that wherever you get your podcast. I want to ask you about Blue Magic, man. First of all, I love the nickname. Um, Thank you. (laughs) Brad, really, I saw this stat earlier as I'm scrolling through Twitter. The Wizards have won 11 of the last 15 games that he's played in. The two games before the All-Star break and then the two games coming out of the break, we really saw Bradley Beal get into that 2020-2021 bag offensively. For this team to not only just make the playoffs, Chris, but actually be one of the top six seeds, which version of Bradley Beal is more necessary on a night-in, night-out basis? The guy who's volume scoring or, or the one who's doing just about everything? That's a great question. I, I think the best version of Brad is the one that happened in Atlanta where he scored 12 in his uh, game high. I think he had 37. In the, I think that's the best version of him where he can close the game out as a scorer and just attacking and getting to the free throw line. But there is this version of Brad, too, that is really good in terms of playmaking. But he gets paid a lot of money, yeah. as Drew Gooden likes to say, put the brown thing in the round thing. So I kind of <laughs> like him to be a scorer, um, a better defender, too. I know I know he can be a really top-notch defender because if you remember the early years, that's what Brad was like a two-way player. We were calling that with him and Wall together. I remember when they closed out the Hawks in that playoff series in game six in the second round. Like those two were kind of like taking turns, but defensively, I thought Brad was really good in those early years. So, I would say the scoring deal is probably the best version, but the playmaking part also helps Kuz and Porzingis kind of get easy shots too. So, it's a balance. But I think that you know, when Beal was scoring thirty, if he was scoring thirty, I think on this team now they'd be winning more games because there's a lot more help. Definitely, man. Look, I appreciate you giving me some time, Chris. I'll check you out tomorrow. Make sure you all. 
Tune in to NBC Sports Washington's coverage of Wizards and Raptors. It's a 5 o'clock tip-off. What are we calling Capital One Arena, Chris? Can we call it the bank? Man, I call it Capital One Arena. I don't want nobody <laughs> calling me being like, hey, look, you messing up the, the marketing name <laughs> of the arena. Uh, yeah. I, hey, man, it's my first year. I ain't trying to lose it after one year. I ain't trying to ruffle no feathers early on. Look. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Hey, look, hey, man, I, by the way, you're doing uh, a great job, man. Keep it up, man. I'm really proud of you. Yeah, hey, I appreciate you, big bro. I look forward to talking to, to, to you tomorrow. All right, I'll see you tomorrow. Thank that you. Is Chris Miller, the play-by-play voice for your Washington Wizards over on NBC Sports Washington. Make sure you give him a follow on the old Twitter app at CMillsPXP, one of the best dudes in the business, one of my personal favorites, uh, my big homie, Chris Miller. We'll take a quick time out. When we come back, we'll recap some of what Chris Miller had to say about the D.C. family and We'll take a peek ahead at the Wizards' schedule. How quickly can we see this team get into playoff contention? Right now, they're currently the ninth seed in the Eastern Conference. I mentioned they're four games back of the Brooklyn Nets for the sixth seed. We'll take a look at the Wizards' schedule to close out the season next. This is the Vent. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Almost dying in here in the studio. I'm having a sneeze attack as we try to come back from break. One final segment, though, here on this Friday night edition of Overtime. Youngest in charge, Wilma Linnell Willingham, taking you up to 10 o'clock before we dish the rock to the JR Sport Brief Show. I want to give a big thanks to Chris Miller, the play-by-play voice of your Washington Wizards for NBC Sports Washington. He joined us in the last segment. If you missed any of my conversation with Chris Make sure you download the Odyssey app and use the Odyssey Rewind feature and go back uh, to the 920 segment. Chris Miller giving us plenty of good nuggets on the D.C. family moving forward. I was kind of upset he backed off of the question I asked. Capital One Arena. We got to have a nickname for it. The bank is what I want to go with because clearly Capital One is a bank. Duh. I don't know if there's any better ones out there. If if you have any ideas, you can tweet at me. It's at N-E-L-L underscore B-T-P. But I want to look at the Wizards' schedule <clears throat> here moving forward. We realize 11 of their 17 games in the month of March will be played from Capital One Arena. Huge game tomorrow against the Raptors. And then they enter this very, very crucial five-game stretch here to me. 
Sunday, they got to do the Lord's work. Second out of a back-to-back, you'll be playing host to the hottest team in basketball right now, Giannis Antetokounmpo and the Milwaukee Bucks. They're on a 16-game winning streak right now, and Giannis hadn't even played in all 16 of those wins. So the Bucks right now are really finding their groove as we creep up on playoff time. Then they have that makeup game on Tuesday, March the 7th. They got to travel to Detroit to take on the Pistons. That game is a makeup from earlier in the season where the Detroit Pistons weren't able to get out of Dallas to come here to Washington, or excuse me, weren't able to get out of Dallas to go back home to Detroit to take on Washington because of the weather. So they'll have to play that game. Then Washington gets Atlanta in two straight games, both at home. Wednesday, March the 8th, and Friday, March the 10th. Those two pivotal games are for Washington. They already have uh, a lead in the season series against the Hawks after their win uh, on last Tuesday night uh, against Atlanta, where Bradley Beal goes for 37 points, 12 in the fourth quarter. Just big-time buckets being gotten uh, the other night out in hot Atlanta. But Washington in this schedule moving forward, man, they're currently four games behind the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, who sit in the sixth spot in the Eastern Conference playoff picture. Brooklyn's actually in action uh, right now. Wow. I am shocked by this. The Brooklyn Nets all over the Boston Celtics right now. 108 to 96. They got 443 left to go in that one. That game is out at TD Garden. So the fact that, excuse me, the Celtics struggling at home with the Brooklyn Nets, man. Mm, It's interesting. Mikel Bridges. Wow. This is why. Uh, They're up. Mikel Bridges, 13 of 20, including four of six from beyond the arc. He's got 38 points, eight rebounds, and four assists. Their ability to get Mikel Bridges and Cam Johnson back in that deal uh, was absolutely huge to me. I know Kevin Durant is an all-time great player, so you better get back a massive haul. But what a perfect change of scenery for two of the youngest, best up-and-coming stars in this league, talking about Mikel Bridges on Cam Johnson. Matthews in D.C. wants to tap in before we get out of here. What's going on, Matt? Hey, uh, Linnell, I got a couple of things I want to talk with you about. Uh, First, I want to just explain that uh, you're amazing as the youngest in charge movement. You are appointment radio for me. Uh, I always am happy when you're the overtime and, frankly, when imposters to the throne, because I think Danny Noak said he was leading the youngest in charge movement yesterday or the day before. And I'm like, no, 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 that's Linnell, baby. Do not try to. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it, man. Um, but I got an idea for you for uh, Capital One Arena. Oh, please lay it on me, Matt. So, so you were listening to the conversation with Chris. Matt, I'll give my first one out. I have two. I think the bank makes a lot of sense because, obviously, it's Capital One Arena. And then, right. what about the vault, right? The vault, because where do you keep all your money at? In a vault. Dude, you're so close. Okay. You're so close. Later but this is, this is where being youngest in charge, you don't understand the marketing, baby. Here's the dealio yo What is the tagline for Capital One? What's in your wallet? What? Boom! The wallet, baby. The wallet. <laughs> Hey, I can dig that, Matt. Okay. so But doesn't that sound weird to you? The wallet? That no, sound, no, no, no. It's a sports no, no, team, you, though, you Matt. Put them in your medicine. wallet. You got it in your wallet. You've taken care of business. That's true. Well, look, buddy, I appreciate all the kind words, and I hope you continue <laughs> to tap in with me, my man. I appreciate you. Thank you, sir. Have a good night. Yes, sir. That is Matthew in D.C. with some kind words. Love that. The wallet? I don't know, man. I don't know. <clears throat> I know how I feel about the wallet. I do know I like the vault because that sounds menacing and intimidating. The bank sounds menacing and intimidating as well. The wallet just doesn't just doesn't give that vibe I'm looking for. 
Uh, before we get out of here tonight, <clears throat> I want to re-rack the conversation uh, that we were having earlier. I want to play some audio for you, actually. Uh, it's Ron Rivera. I don't know if you have it ready and available. It's Ron Rivera talking about <clears throat> it's Ron Rivera talking about the commanders being unlucky uh, at the quarterback position uh, in the past couple of seasons. Well, if we don't get to it tonight, I'm back in the saddle uh, Sunday morning, 9 to noon right here on The Fan. We'll definitely talk about Ron Rivera's comments. Plus, we'll recap tomorrow's huge game against the Washington Wizards. I'll be in attendance out at Cap One Arena. So if you're out at the arena, make sure you stop by and say hello if you see me. Um, I'll definitely uh, be signing autographs, kissing babies. Just a joke. I'm not big enough to sign any autographs or kiss anyone's baby. But I'll definitely be in attendance tomorrow at Capital One Arena. The Wizards with a huge game tomorrow against the Toronto Raptors. Uh, Dave Johnson, the play-by-play voice on the radio, had a great nugget uh, yesterday when I spoke with him. He said, right now, look, the Wizards are in pseudo-playoff mode right now. Every game matters from here on out for the D.C. family. And if you're Washington, the most important thing has got to be consistency, right? Seeing them play the way that they played yesterday against Toronto lets me know, hey, they're capable of it. They got it in them. It's about whether or not they can do it on a game-in and game-out basis. And with the season getting ready to come to an end, man, all these games down the stretch have super, super importance and have definite uh, significance and meaning when it comes to the standings moving forward, hopefully, man, hopefully the Wizards are able to catch the Brooklyn Nets who are all over the Boston Celtics right now. Oh, well, Boston actually starting to cut into the lead. It's 108-99 out in TD Garden. Uh, the Brooklyn Nets up nine with 342 left to go uh, in the contest. That's an important game for Wizards fans to look at, man. The Brooklyn Nets just four games ahead of the Washington Wizards in the playoff standings. They are the sixth and final playoff seed right now in the Eastern Conference. Uh, talking about <clears throat> the Brooklyn Nets. That's going to do it, though, here for this Friday night edition of Overtime. I want to give a big shout-out to all our guests for joining the program. Charlie Campbell, the lead draft analyst for WalterFootball.com, was brilliant. Uh, make sure you go back and listen to my conversation with Charlie. And then Chris Miller, the play-by-play voice for your Washington Wizards for NBC Sports Washington, uh, definitely giving us some good nuggets on the D.C. family. Hopefully, hopefully, the boys are able to get a big-time win tomorrow at home against the Toronto Raptors. I'm back with you Sunday morning, 9 to noon, right here on The Fan. I will be joined by Kyle Stackpole, a draft analyst for CBSSports.com. He's live out at the Combine and will give us the latest from Indianapolis. That'll do it. Make sure you give me a follow on Twitter at N-E-L-L underscore BTP. See you Sunday. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.